everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show, we have Craig Rochelle, and he is going to be with us for the next couple of days talking about taking back our mind, because it is important. It is, I don't, I don't think we realize how much our thoughts truly determine our future. They not only determine what we do in our day-to-day lives, they literally have an effect on what happens around us and different things like that. It's absolutely amazing what happens when we plant negative seeds in our minds, when we plant wrong seeds, or when we plant truth seeds in our mind. We literally are programming ourselves to live in certain ways, and we don't realize it. So the more that we complain, the more that we are going down the path of destruction, that is what we're going to see in our lives. That is what we're going to plant, and that's the, the, the harvest that we're going to reap. And the same goes when we plant the Word of God in our lives, when we plant the Word of God in our minds, when we start to think about those things in our minds, that is what we're going to see in our lives. It's absolutely phenomenal. And so Craig is going to expound on that a little bit for us in today's message and in the next couple of days. Here's Pastor Craig. Well, we're talking about winning the war in your mind, and I want to start with one of the most important scriptures from God's word on this subject. The apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse two, he said this, he said, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't think like the world thinks, don't act like the world acts, don't behave like the world behaves. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed, be renewed, be changed. And how are we transformed? He said, by, let's say it aloud, by the renewing of your mind. We're talking about winning the war in your mind. And I don't know about you all, but I've been making some really dumb and irrational decisions lately. Have any of you done something similar? I've just been making irrational decisions. You want me to tell you about one? You want to hear a little story that would embarrass me? So uh, recently, Amy asked me on the weekend, what would you like to do today? And I said, I want to do two things. I want to go to church in one of the services I wasn't preaching in. Let's go to church like regular people. And I want to go for a walk. Let's go to church and I want to go for a walk. And she said, great. Well, because our daughters are popping out babies like popcorn, she went over to see a couple of grandbabies and she came back from Mandy's house, our daughter, and she got home 15 minutes before church started. Well, our house is only 10 minutes away from church. And she said, let's get ready to go to church. And for some stupid reason, I decided it was too late to go to church. And she said, well, if we leave now, we can be five minutes early but I dug my feet in, doubled down on my stupidity and said, no, it's too late to go to church. For a few minutes, we argued until we still could have left and been there on time, but I drug the argument out for a full 20 minutes until I was finally right and it was too late to go to church. So Amy said, I can't take your irrationality. She said, I'm going for a walk by myself. So. The only thing I wanted was to go to church, go for a walk, and for some stupid reason, my brain misfired and I ended up self-destructing in a very, very stupid moment. Do any of you ever do that? Maybe you like, you wanna be nice to your spouse and you're trying to make up and the next thing you know, you're yelling. 
or you want to save money, but instead you go shopping. (laughs) You want to trust God with something, but instead you just worry and you worry and you worry. And it makes me wonder sometimes, why is it that we want one thing, but we decide to do something completely different? Why do we behave so irrationally? I wanna try to answer that question today with a story or an illustration that might give you a visual of why in our minds, we often make very irrational decisions. I'll tell you about my very first car. Uh, If you've been here for a while, you may have heard about the Turbo Coupe. It was a 1979 Buick Century. And I'll show you the one on the left is me um, looking rather too small to play football. Uh, with my Ardmore Tigers sign on it. The one on the right is my sister. If you look down in the very left-hand corner, you can see the eagle that looks like it's flying. The one in the middle is not actually my car, but that's exactly what it looked like with a spoiler and all. So needless to say, at the age of 17 in Ardmore, Oklahoma, it was impossible to be cool in a car that said Turbo Coupe on the back and looked like that. So with great challenges against me, I decided to do my best to up my car game and I could control the stereo system. So I bought a very high-end used Alpine stereo system. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And you can almost hear the police, a little Ario Speedwagon, some Eagles or some outfield thumping right now with some Def Leppard on play next. Okay, I, I put in, I couldn't afford to have it professionally installed because I spent all my money on it. So I installed the stereo myself, which was obviously a mistake. I didn't know how to do it. It took me all day long. It was well into the evening before I finally had to even turn on the lights of my car just to see what I was doing. And the stereo finally started to play. Glory to God, all things are possible even with me, okay? The next day, I got up to drive my car to school and the stereo wasn't working. I was devastated. Where is my REO Speedwagon? Oddly enough, the next evening when I was driving home, my stereo was magically working again. I was so confused. The next day, it didn't work. The next evening, it did. This went on day after day after day. I was so confused. Many of you have already figured out the problem because you're much more intelligent than I am. Why was it that it was behaving so irrationally? It's because I had the wires crossed. I had mistakenly wired my high-end used Alpine stereo to the power of the headlights and had not wired it to the proper place. So therefore, every time that the headlights were on, my stereo would work. Honest to goodness, honest to goodness, my mom will tell you this. For the remainder of the car, I drove around with my headlights on all during the day, (laughs) enjoying my music. Why is it that we behave so irrationally so often? The reason is, because in our minds, we often have the wires crossed. If you were with us last week, we talked about the neural pathways that take place in our brain. In other words, every time you think a thought, you're creating a new pattern of thought or a new pathway, almost like a mental trail in your mind. Your experiences or your thoughts are wiring or programming your brain. For example, it starts even very young if a little baby smiles and the mom smiles back and says, goo goo gaga, 
the baby's brain creates a little pathway that says smiling is good. If the baby touches something hot, a hot stove, and the body feels pain, the baby's brain creates a pathway that says hot stove's bad. If the baby wants a sucker and says, I want sucker, and mom says, no sucker, and the baby starts to cry, and the mom gives the baby a sucker, the baby's brain says, crying gets me a sucker. And that's why some of you moms are the sucker right now, right? Here's what happens. When we think a thought, our brain is creating new neural pathways. And the more we think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought again. The more dominant that thought becomes, which is really good news when we're thinking on truth. But it's incredibly bad news when so many of us are believing the lies. Why do we behave so irrationally? Many times we have the wires in our minds crossed. Let's review some thoughts from the previous week. What do we know about our mind? Our mind is a battlefield and most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. We looked last week at the powerful scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'll summarize it for you. When the apostle Paul said this, he said that we live in a world, but we do not wage war as the world does. As followers of Christ, we have spiritual weapons and they are not the same weapons of this world. Our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. What is a stronghold? It's a wrong pattern of thinking. It's a place where the wires in our brain have been crossed. Therefore, we demolish arguments and every pretension, every wrongly crossed wire that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Why does every thought matter? It matters because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind tends to come out in your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. It, when the wires are crossed, if you don't control what you think, you'll never be able to control what you do. So today, we're gonna to create some tools. And in the upcoming weeks, we're gonna build upon these tools. And what I wanna do is talk to you about how do you train your minds? I'm guessing that a lot of you probably haven't ever thought about training your minds. You might've thought about training your dog. You might've thought about training your body. And thinking of training your body actually can be a good leap to training your mind. For example, for years, I thought that training your body was all about exercise. You know, we're gonna run, we're gonna jump, we're gonna do push-ups, sit-ups, we're gonna do kettlebells. I thought it was about what you would do with your body. But when I was about 40, eating anything that I wanted, I discovered that training isn't just about what you do with it, it's also what you put into it. This is such a good illustration of the mind. It's not just on how we've been thinking, but it's also what we pour into our mind that can either train our mind to continue believing the wrong thing, or we can train our minds with truth. It's not just what you do with it, it's also what you put in it. And I wanna show you the Apostle Paul 
whom I love because you can watch the progression in his life and ministry as he started to renew his mind. He said, training is not only what you do with it, it's what you put into it. And that is exactly right with your mind. We've got to put in the truth of God's word in our minds. We've got to dwell on that word all day long to where that becomes our primary thought. Well, that was Craig Groeschel. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Craig Groeschel Life Church. Take your mind back. You can also find out more information about Craig at his website, craiggroeschel.com. I hope that you have a fabulous day today. Remember to renew your mind and to live your 320 life, one that is more than you can imagine. God bless. 